0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports' daily NFL podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host. We do eight shows a week. This week, it's 10 shows or something insane. Uh, I'm only on like seven of them because I'm tailgating and doing concerts and ignoring my duties. Uh, but that's okay. You know, it's, well, he's not ignoring. I don't want to say Jared Dubin is ignoring his duty because he's uh, he's fasting and, and you know. Doing his religious duty. So instead of Dubin, we've got the great Tyler Sullivan. Tyler, what's up, buddy? What's
1: going on? Well, how you doing?
0: Uh, I'm doing well. It actually works out really well that, uh, it all, the stars aligned, right? You're, you're locked into the Patriots, uh, the Patriots and Giants of the Northeast. They're playing on Thursday night tonight. Uh, Dubin's out. You got to do the preview. And, uh, look, let's be honest here. This is, I don't want to call this a bad game, but like on a, I mean, on a scale of one to 10, How concerned is Bill Belichick with this game? Like, the Giants have owned the Patriots for years, and yet everybody's out for the Giants. I mean, what, what is the, what is the, like, what, what storyline are you looking at with this game? Patriots minus 17 now over under. It's actually climbed up a little bit to 41 and a half.
1: Belichick's up soundly last night. I don't think he's worrying too much about it. But I think the biggest storyline going into this is still Daniel Jones. I mean, mm. this is a guy, even if he shows a little bit, if he shows out just a little bit against this team in their building without the weapons that he won't have tonight, you know, Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Wink Goldman. Yeah, if I mean, he they're, shows they're out a little bit.
0: Four, that's their top four offensive players, right? Yeah. I mean, like Darius top, top, top two, their top two
1: rushers and their top two receivers. Yeah. Yeah, gone. If yeah. he shows just a little bit in this game, you know, no one expects them to win, but even if he keeps it relatively competitive and looks good, well, then that's the huge story coming out of this.
0: I'm I'm with you 100%. What, um, I thought it was interesting. I watched, uh, Belichick on the, uh, do the Belustrator on Patriots.com with, uh, Scott Zolak. Rainbows, unicorns.
1: What's up, Zoe?
0: Yeah, I like Zolak. Uh, he's a, he's, he's insane. Um, and, uh, he, he, he wasn't like it didn't it wasn't a swipe at Eli Manning but he was like this this kid brings you could tell he has a legitimate like uh he i think he really i think Belichick really likes Daniel Jones do you get that sense i mean there's some buzz that they might um
1: you know like wanted to maybe draft him is, that, is there is there any truth to that you think yeah i believe so i mean th- there were reports even dating back to during the draft that they were interested and he was in their building for a pre-draft workout. I mean, this is a guy that went number six overall. Belichick usually won't even, you know, talk about a guy like that. And again, six overall was kind of a shocker to everybody. I think they yeah. all thought it was going to be the Giants second uh first round pick there, or maybe even Washington with their pick in the teens there. But
0: fifteen, 15 or seventeen was like the logical spot for Daniel Jones. Right. And so um, and f- I think I heard I don't know if Belichick said this or if I just heard this, but wasn't he what well, did Daniel Jones visited the Patriots, right? And then yeah. As he was, like, leaving the Patriots thing, he's, like, rescheduled his travel to go to the Giants.
1: Yeah, I I don't know about that. But, I mean, to me, the the biggest thing was, you know, I think it was Diana Rossini of ESPN. She, you know, she kind of had the report of Belichick talking to Cutcliffe, the head coach over at Duke, saying that, you know, we kind of like the kid and if we we don't think he's going to fall, but we kind of hope he does. So, that right there, I mean, Belichick saying that he likes him so much that he would bring him in. And the Patriots, they were in the quarterback market taking Jared Stidham in the fourth round. I mean, if... If they liked Daniel Jones that much and he fell, you know, maybe past the, 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 the teens, maybe late teens, early twenties, who knows? Maybe they do trade up to go get him. Well,
0: um, unfortunately for Daniel Jones, he is a rookie quarterback playing in new England against bill Belichick without all of his top weapons. Uh, I, I, I love the math on this because I just think it's fascinating that like these young kids go in to play Belichick. If you look at, if you look at quarterbacks under the age of 25 or like 27 even, it ends up being like a really bad record against Bill Belichick. If you look at rookie quarterbacks on the road in New England against Bill Belichick, Not great. they are 0 and 13. I thought it was worse, but I mean, I, I just looked it up, um, in, on pro since 2001, 2001 to 2019, they are 0 and 13. Um, the list is actually some pretty good people. Luke, Luke Falk, uh, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff, Derek Carr, Geno Smith, Ryan Tannehill, Andrew Luck, Mark Sanchez, Ken Dorsey, Carson Palmer, and Byron Leftwich. Not a terrible group of, uh, of quarterbacks. No one's ever really come close to beating them. I think the closest one was Deshaun Watson. He lost 36 to 33 in 2017. Uh, and then, Nope, Andrew Luck was Andrew Luck had a nice game, but they lost fifty-nine to twenty-four. Do you foreshadow something similar from uh from Daniel Jones this season? Uh,
1: I don't, I don't. Just uh-huh. and just solely for the fact that Saquon Barkley's not there. You don't have Sterling Shepard. Again, like we said, all those weapons, they're not there. It really puts a hand tied behind his back. And, you know, it, it's just really tough for him to show out. And, and even in that Deshaun Watson game that you mentioned earlier, it took a Tom Brady touchdown pass at the end of Brandon Cook's for that game to even, you know, be up for the Patriots to win that. So it, I guess, can happen, but overall, it's extremely tough. But going back to that opening point where we were saying that, you know, Daniel Jones just needs to show us a little bit. I think you were the one that tweeted this earlier in the week, that it was Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson are the only quarterbacks to throw 300 yards or more against the Patriots. Mm-hmm. If he does something like that, I mean, he puts himself in some elite categories.
0: Dude, if he throws 300 yards tonight with Darius Slayton store Cody Storch, exactly. Latimer? I mean, that would be, if, if, if the, if the Giants cover tonight, and I mean, it's 17, it's a huge number. So I get it. Like, I mean, it's, like, it, it would e- they could easily cover. Like the Patriots could decide they're going to win, you know, 20, 27 to 17 or like Daniel Jones throws a, throws a touchdown late. The one thing I think that's interesting is it, you're in, you're in Boston or just outside of Boston. What's the weather like up there, Tyler?
1: It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> it's just, not it's great not well. good. It's gonna be really fun to drive to Gillette Stadium later on today, but you know, <laughs> rainy. Uh, yo yeah, and so it's just rainy. It's dull. It's gonna be really windy. I, I looked at the forecast. I think it's gonna be like 15 mile an hour winds at Gillette Stadium. So again, not great for a rookie quarterback. Brady plays in this all the time, and, and obviously. Daniel Jones is a a New York guy, Northeast, so he will have to play in these elements. But still, the inexperience, the lack of weapons, it's just not going to be – it's just a recipe for a blowout, or at least not a stellar performance by Daniel Jones.
0: Okay, so what do you think the Giants – what's the Giants' best plan of attack when they've got the ball against this Patriots defense? Because, I mean, look, it it looks like the best defense in football or one of the five best defenses in football, worst case. They have an incredible back-end coverage – and so it's – I mean, like, you can't just come out and start winging it around in bad
1: weather against this man-coverage defense, right? No, you can't. You know, one of the things is maybe utilize Golden Tate a little bit more. Obviously, he's coming into his second game since coming off the suspension. Get the ball out of Daniel Jones's hands quickly. I mean, that's the only thing I can start to think about. And, again, those two can't do it alone. But overall – I do think that there's something to be said for Daniel Jones' rushing ability. You know, mm. you, you go back a, a few weeks ago when they were playing the Bills again, you know, this ultimately led to Josh Allen getting hurt, but overall he was able to run pretty effectively. He ran for over five yards a carry, you know, in limited action there, but, and he did run for a touchdown. So there, that is maybe a weakness there for the Patriots. It's kind of been that way for the last few years there. You know, this defense, like you said, it, it, on pace to be historic, but if there was ever one area to maybe utilize the RPO, kind of roll Daniel Jones out, this would be the night, especially with the lack of weapons.
0: Okay, all right, I can get down with that. And do you think that they try to just? I mean, if you're the Giants, you go in there and say, "Listen, we got a slow. We like like we're gonna play sh- like four corners, or I mean, or do whatever you can. Not keep away, but like we're gonna try and hold the ball as long as possible on, and extend drives. You know, get four yards of play and just try to keep the ball out of Tom Brady's hands and just turn this into a they're only going to get eight possessions type of situation. I mean, is, I mean, is that the play for the Giants? I I honestly have no idea. Like, I mean, I, you hate to suggest that anything could be over before it starts right. in the NFL, but, I mean, it just – they feel so mismatched here.
1: It has to be, though. I mean, you know, the best-case scenario, I think, is for them to take the playbook out of the, the Indianapolis Colts against the Chiefs. I mean, really just – take the time of possession, really get a hold of that. Because to me, that's what was their undoing last week against the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, you know, at least in that first half, the Vikings owned time of possession. I mean, Daniel Jones didn't even really have a, you know, it, what was the worst part about it was Daniel Jones needed to get a touchdown every time he got the ball to keep pace with the Vikings. It's almost like you have to do that reverse with the Patriots, just completely take a hold of it. And I think they might have been able to do it, if Saquon Barkley was playing or, and if they had their full complement of weapons, I just think it's really tough now when not only are you playing in their building against an all time defense or at least projected to be, and then you don't have all your starters. It's just tough for them to do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, so and we, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Golden Tate is also there as well. Could yeah. be a sneaky play in fantasy. You know, if you do DFS daily, just because, um, you know, he might be the, the top target. I mean, look, like last week, 20, of Daniel Jones's 38 uh, throws were to Sterling Shepard or Evan Ingram. I mean, they, they just, they're just losing everybody. What about, uh I mean, man, it
1: is it is just hard. I mean, Darius Slayton could be a good DFS pick, too. I mean, he sure. did go off last week. You know, he caught that long touchdown from Daniel Jones. There could be something there. Uh
0: What is it about this Patriots defense, in your mind, that's different than previous Pat's defenses? Because to, to me, I think there's a case to be made
1: that this is Belichick's best defense. Is that insane? No, no, no. I mean, Brady's kind of referenced that earlier in the week. You know, he's saying, I won't argue with you basically when, when kind of brought that subject to his attention. And so, I mean, you know, does he want to bash all over his old, old teammates? No, but at the same time, we're looking at a defense here that could, or is at least projected to break the sack record, hasn't allowed a passing touchdown in the first five weeks of the season. It, it's absolutely insane what they're doing. And I think one of the biggest differences compared to, you know, in years past to now, is one the continuity. I mean there's there's really no new faces to this to this defense. And what the the biggest new face to this defense is Jamie Collins, who knows oh, wow. this defense. Yeah. You, you know, <laughs> he's been around so he knows he can kind of jump right in. You know, Michael Bennett's new too, but they're only using him situationally. hasn't really produced to the level of, I guess maybe people have thought when they first acquired him. And then the other thing too is that they have these young guys stepping up for a while the Patriots were kind of striking out and really relying on their previous draft classes. You know, whether it was the Dante Hightower class, the Devin McCourty class, those guys have been around for a long time. Now you have Chase Winovich, you have Jonathan Jones, these guys stepping up here. Even Juwan Williams situationally, you know, you have those guys coming in here, and then the undrafted people like J.C. Jackson coming up with a couple of picks over the last few weeks here. To me, it's those young guys providing depth and also the continuity with those with those veterans.
0: So it's sort of like the same philosophy as their offensive line. It's like right. these guys have worked together so long that they know how everyone's functioning. Like they're in like because you see it, you see it on the film too. Like when they are when they're handing off assignments and stuff like you know, when they're when they're operating, somebody's you know somebody's blitzing and we're doing whatever. They clearly, I mean, it's like a it's like a like a band out there almost in terms of them knowing who's doing what and who's going
1: where. And let's just be fair here too, though. You know, let's not just, you know, pump up the Patriots too much. They've played nobody. I mean, they they really have played absolutely nobody. I think it's, you know, the CBS sports research, uh, I think it was like the bottom half of the league or at least the bottom two in terms of scoring offenses they've played. And over the next couple of weeks here, Giants and Jets, I mean, it doesn't get any better.
0: Browns and then Ravens. Yeah. I mean, Ravens are, can score and the Browns don't have a great offensive line. But yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, they're, they're the oldest quarterback. They've played one quarterback. I guess they played Fitzpatrick too, so that would count. But um, in Case Keenum. But I mean, like, if Fitzpatrick and Case Keenum are the two veterans outside Ben Roethlisberger, you're playing. You're having a pretty good little run here. Uh, so yeah, that's that's not bad. Let's take a quick break. When we come back. We'll talk about the Patriots offense. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived, thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul. The designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community.
1: Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right.
0: So Pat's offense. Let me ask you this, Tyler. Is the Pat's offense, is is it good?
1: Is it good? Is it secretly not good? No, I think it's all right. I don't think it's, you know, it's not 2007 Patriots. It's like, you know, we all expect this team to go undefeated or whatever. It's It's not the same type of offense. They're not winning the same way. But I do think that this is, you know, standard procedure from what we've seen with the Patriots over the last few years. They take this first quarter of the season to really kind of figure themselves out, you know, both on the defensive and offensive side of the ball. And, you know, I think you saw this a little bit last year, too. Especially when Josh Gordon arrived and then he was suspended, they were kind of figuring themselves out on the fly. And I think you're kind of seeing that now over the early goings of this season. I mean, first, they start off the season trying to figure out who they are without Rob Gronkowski – Then they get Antonio Brown. He looks like he could be a weapon against Miami. Then he leaves. And then Josh Gordon is, you know, back into the fold. But now Philip Dorsett's hurt. So it's just a lot of pieces in and out. You have Nikhil Harry, who you thought was going to be a big piece for this offense. First-round pick. He is on IR. The running game hasn't been particularly great and the offensive line has suffered massive injuries. I mean, you have center David Andrews out for the year. You have Isaiah Wynn who's on IR. I mean, you are kind of dealing with a lot of adversity there and it's really been masked because they haven't really played anybody.
0: No, that's, that's, that's a good point. The, the, um, the guy that's kind of curious to me is Sony Michelle because people on at least at the fantasy level and just in general with the the patch rushing game have sort of been freaking out about Sony Michelle. It seems to me though that like he's I mean like against these bad teams where they've been blowing him out, he's been fine, right? Or is or is he looking like a byproduct of offensive line isn't great, Sony can't really run the ball effectively. What What's your take on the running
1: game? That's certainly part of it, and I wrote about this for the preview. It should be up uh either now or soon. When, when you hear this, it'll, you can, it'll Yeah, be yeah, up.
0: yeah. You can obviously read the preview on CBSSports.com, and you might be reading it and listening to this. If so, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. And check out our Pick 6 Podcast uh, Facebook group, by the way.
1: Got to get those shameless plugs in. You got to gotta, do it.
0: Yeah, We are nothing if not permissions here.
1: <laughs> and, and so with Sony Michelle, I think one of the biggest things, I really wasn't – Impressed with the with the 90 plus rushing yards and the touchdown last week. To me, I think the biggest takeaway that you can get from that game against the Redskins is that Tom Brady threw to him three times and he caught all three for over 30 yards. So 10 over 10 yards per reception there. To me, that's the biggest thing that you can take with Sony Michelle because it kind of felt like the days when LeGarrette Blount was on this team and it Mm -hmm. was. Really, just whenever LeGarant Blunt's out there, they're running the football. Whenever Shane Vereen's out there, they're throwing the football. It's the same thing with Sony Michelle and James White. Whenever either one of them is in, you know exactly what situation is happening. And if I understand that, and you understand that, <laughs> defensive coordinators understand that. I mean, so to me, when you can start getting Sony Michelle involved in the passing game, something that he at least showed he was able to do at Georgia. To me, that is what makes this offense much, much better. And that's why Rex Burkhead has been able to have so much more success because he's more versatile, or at least has shown that so far here. So to me, that's the biggest takeaway. So it doesn't allow linebackers to cheat a little bit when you see Sony Michelle out there. So to me, that's the biggest thing. Get him involved in the passing game.
0: Mm, interesting. Yeah. And like, I'm curious, how do you think they approach it against the Giants? Because the Giants' secondary stinks. I mean, the, the they you can run on them fine. Like Dalvin Cook had a really nice day, but like they, the the Vikings didn't need to throw the ball. I mean, run the ball once. They could have thrown the ball every time and every single time. Adam like run fake play action. Do you think the Patriots will seeing how they came, like? I thought the Adrian Peterson quote from last week was really interesting. He's basically said like, man, you watch these guys on film; they're doing all kinds of exotic stuff. He's like, they just sort of came out and let us make mistakes and and won the game that way. Do you think the Patriots try to come out? Like, what is their approach on offense? Come out, throw, play action early, let Brady get down the field, put the Giants back so they can kind of rush the ball and, and melt the clock. Cause this feels too, like, it's Thursday night. They're going to have a ten, 10 day break until they play the Jets, or 11 day break. Cause the Jets is a Monday. Oh God, the Jets is a Monday it's night a game. Break. Right. I mean, it's a road, you know, it's a road game against a team that Bill Belichick hates and he wants to stomp out. He's going to have 11 days. It does feel like they want to get, I mean, isn't it a, they get in get it done, get out, and and be healthy
1: situation? In a perfect world, the Patriots love to step on the gas early, Put up a ton of points, go up by a touchdown or two, and then kind of just coast the rest of the way. And whether that's passing the football, running the football, it really just depends on how the game unfolds. But overall, that's how they'd like to do it. Weren't able to do that last week. It, it was a, a, a weird situation uh, against the Redskins. But overall, I think it's going to be a situation where if you look at the weather, and it's one of the, it's just crappy and it's just not great. Well, then they're probably just going to try to run it down their throats. And then once they get in striking distance of the end zone, maybe that's where you see maybe the tight ends get involved a little bit. You saw that last week. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's Josh Gordon for a deep pass. But overall, I actually think they're going to try to limit a little bit of their receivers because, as we know, Philip Dorsett's not going to play in this game. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. But you also have Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman on the injury report. They're questionable, but they're going to play. But... To me, I almost think that you can almost use this as a part of your extended break here. You don't have to use them too much. I mean, when you need them, obviously call their number, sure. but this is a game that you should win rather easily. Let Sony Michelle, James White kind of build some rapport there in the backfield. And I think you could win this game with that, with them as opposed to really leaning on Julian Edelman or Josh Gordon to really carry you here.
0: Okay. Uh, let's get some props really quickly. Tom Brady over under passing yards 275 and a half that is high
1: that's high i think we're, I'd go under on that one I, yeah. I, it just again the weather the situation that they're in it just doesn't feel like it's a game where he's going to be airing it out i mean again last week he went over 300 yards passing against the redskins so he obviously can do it and you know we all know tom brady can can do that in his sleep but I ultimately don't think that that's what the game's going to dictate. I don't think they're going to really ask him to to throw for over three hundred yards or even close to it.
0: Um, by the way, I got a prop. I put a prop uh, parlay in, or this like a double double result parlay, prop parlay. Yeah. Uh, Matt Lacoste two touchdowns and Patriots win thirty four to one. Not bad.
1: Cool. Ooh, I like it.
0: I like, like it. I mean, like it feels like a Matt Lacoste game for some
1: reason, yep. right? Like he's starting to get healthy. You got to remember, this is a guy that's really really interesting. Matt Lacoste was a guy that the Patriots targeted in free agency. He was one of their first free agent signings when free agency opened back early in the offseason. So to me, this guy who's been dealing with injuries, finally starting to get healthy, played almost, I I almost think it was 100% of the snaps, or at least close to it last week against the Redskins, didn't do too much in the passing game, but he's a guy that I'm interested in, especially now that they decided to not sign or, you know, activate Benjamin Watson. So to me, that's, that's kind of a stamp of approval for Matt Lacoste and Ryan Izzo. Mm,
0: interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, Lacoste, I mean, look, I mean, like
1: they're I, not going to be Rob Gronkowski, but not, they'll, they'll be solid or should be solid,
0: but it also feels like the Giants could stack the box and they run some play action in the, in the, in the red zone. And then Brady goes up top to him. Would you go over or under Tom Brady one and a half passing touchdowns?
1: I'd go over on that one because yeah. I could easily see them get to the end, to the red zone and it's one of those like Brandon Bolden touchdowns or James White touchdowns. If they had the they wheel
0: easy... route to Brandon Bolden last week too. Right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. Or it could even be one of those, you know, touch passes with, with James White. I could, I could so see that happening.
0: Uh, over under Daniel Jones, 224 and a half passing yards.
1: No, I still go under on this one. You know, the weather too, but but also just facing that defense. Last week he was facing Minnesota. I think it was like 180 yards passing or something around that number. I I think it's probably a repeat performance around that number, 180, 190. I I just don't see him going over 200.
0: I'm with you there. Uh, I also like the completions under on Daniel Jones. I think it's uh, 20 and a half. Oh, yeah,
1: I'd take the under on that.
0: Yeah, I don't think he gets to 20. I don't think he gets to 21 completions. I mean, maybe they're – Maybe they're like down big in the, in the second half and he's just dinking Sure, yeah. You know,
1: there's always the garbage time component, but if, if, if they are playing wire to wire, it's just not happening.
0: Right, 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 right. And yeah, if, if it's a close game, I don't think it will get there either. I think it'll just be a slug, a low scoring slug fest. Uh, let's see. Sony Michelle rushing yards over under 71 and a half.
1: I'd go over on this one. I, I, I I'm going well over on it. I think you can go for a hundred. It, it, to me, it just, it just feels like that kind of a game. If that's what I feel like the game's going to call for. I just see it going over.
0: Golden Tate over under receiving yards, 52
1: and a half. I like the over on this one. Yeah. I, I do, because who else is he going to throw it to? I like that's, even if Daniel Jones throws for 180 yards, at least you know 75% of that should go to Golden Tate. Yep. I'm, no, I'm with you.
0: Uh, all right, and finally, let's get the actual prediction. Uh, Patriots minus 17. Yeah, it's a lot of points. Uh, and the over/under 41 and a half. What uh, what did you have as your projected final score? I we, just, we don't the even weather. tell. Well, see, we don't even tell Dubin what the what the what the line is. Usually, he he doesn't want to know. He wants to just tell us what the final score. Is. So you
1: wrote this before the weather. I wrote this before the weather, but I, you know, I'll stick to it just because I had it. I believe thirty three to uh, six or nine or something like that. I think it was thirty six to, to six. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thirty six to six. You're
0: all over the over under. It's good yeah. job. Yeah.
1: So I, I think I think that's just the way it's going to go. It's going to look similar to last week in the sense of the final score. I, I, I just don't think Daniel Jones, I like him as a prospect. Sure. I just think he's in a terrible spot. I just, I just, you know, I almost feel bad for him. I was, I was joking in Slack. I go, the Patriots should just. I mean the the Giants should just start Eli Manning to troll the Patriots. I mean I, and just protect Daniel. I like Jones.
0: that idea. I like that idea. Like the, like there's nobody out here to throw to. Just start Eli. See if he can pull off pull some Patriots destructive magic out of his ass and then like then just be like, "Listen, we're not letting Daniel Jones deal with this. This will cripple his psyche and it will make him look terrible." I Rookie okay, I mean like it, it, the NFL, when the obvious is out there and it's very obvious, it usually never happens. Right, that's hard it's hard to get away from it here, Tyler. But I mean, this is like it's 51 degrees up there. The the temperature is,
1: it's probably going to be feel even colder than that because it's like wet, it's windy, yeah. it's going to be in the cool. middle of a night. Like it's a night game. It's not even like it's like a day game or anything like that. It just is going to be a raw cold game in Fox. It's 85% up. humidity, 51
0: degrees. It's going to be raining all night. The wind is going to be fourteen, somewhere between fifteen and sixteen and twenty yeah, miles an yeah. hour. This is a disaster. This is the worst
1: it's, possible it's, game. It's for- a gro- It's just a gross game. It's just, it's just gross. So I, I do think it's a tough spot for Daniel Jones. I like him, but I just think that the first of all the weather, first, of, second of all the Patriots defense is just otherworldly right now, and they're playing at Gillette Stadium where where it's almost impossible for for rookie quarterbacks to come in and win.
0: 76% of the bets per the action network are on the Patriots. 85% of the money on the Patriots. No, you're not finding anybody that wants to take the Giants, even at plus 17. All right. Follow him at Tyler, at Tyler Sully. That was a very Boston. I like the, 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 the Sully. You get the Sully in there. I know. I really, really playing
1: into do, the, playing do people call
0: it. you Sully? Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 That's the big name. That's the, oh,
0: so that's, you, so you go by Sully with like your friends.
1: Yeah. Literally so every outside of like my mom. It's, yeah. it's Sully. Okay. My mom calls me Tyler, and it's Tyler, Tyler Sullivan really long. But people uh, at I work call you Tyler, right?
0: Yeah, well, it goes back and forth. Like in Slack, but like some people call me Will. No one in my life, like in real life, calls me Will. Everyone calls me Brinson, which is I fine. Like time. I don't care. I go by either one because my name's freaking Will. Like, I right,
1: can- it doesn't really matter. But you know, I think it's starting to it's starting to come around because, you know, obviously we're new here. A couple of us uh, transitioning from uh, yeah, 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 seven. Yeah. So they know me as Sully. And so like for seven guys who you know you Sully, we don't know See we yeah 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 like I wouldn't it's, know if
0: are like, getting Sully. there though. It's getting okay. there. All right, all right, Sully. All right. I like I like Sully better than Tyler, I think. Yeah, that's, that's good. All, right. All, right. all right, we'll go to Sully. Follow Sully on Twitter at Tyler Sully. Uh, read him on CBS This is fun, buddy. We'll do it again.
1: Yeah, no. Jeremy Renner returns
0: to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war.